Hello, all you verses out there. My name is Justin, and I am your humble and merciful Star-Lord for this original Starfinder campaign. Welcome to the Table Converse, where we react to everything that's happening in our show, The Tableverse. This is Converse number 23, which was recorded after episodes 51 and 52. So this is your spoiler warning if you're not caught up on those two episodes. And for those of you who need a quick refresher, in episode 51, the crew of the Terrapin started Ockvan's vault and met the human adventurer, Billy Bronson. In episode 52, the crew defeated a glowing drake in the depths of the vault and watched a recording of a frog person, Ockvan, in which Ockvan used a yellow Imperium to murder a member of the Order of Simple Stasis. I hope you enjoy this behind-the-scenes conversation. We're talking about the finale of chapter one, so this one is a little longer than what you're used to. So strap in and enjoy. I'm going to hand things over to a version of Quinn from the past, and I'll see you on the other side. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Table Converse, where we discuss after-play dynamics, and we discuss all of the questions that you send us, pressing questions. I am here, Quinn Lamar, joined by... Hi, I'm Ali, and I play Onche, the Rixalite Technometer. Hi, I'm Connor, and I play Zimkov, the Dumai Witch Warper. Hey, I'm Elaine, and I play Lila, the Android Operative. And my name is Justin, and I'm your humble and merciful Star Lord. Humble and merciful. <laughs> <sure. laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, this is another table converse. We are here. Um, so, I just want to have to I have to ask how do we feel about the interactions through in this playthrough i think it's uh i'm getting more used to recording remotely i mean definitely it 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 brings certain challenges like we actually ended up recording the past two episodes in this converse split like one week apart just because we had a lot of technical issues the first week and you know that's frustrating and hard to to create sort of a group of vibe nonetheless you know like Obviously, I like all of you people very much, and I I feel like we it's very easy for us to establish and maintain a good vibe, even when we are battling wonky internet connections and what have you. Agreed. It's um. I was just gonna say I yearn for the day when I'm not like leaning into my closet to record these things because I <laughs> absolutely hate this. <laughs> and I'm gonna keep being a baby about it until it changes. Well, I mean, that's on its way soon, hopefully. I think we're fine in our groove as, you know, recording remotely the way we have been. It's not easy. But I think this last playthrough was different from the one, these last two, I feel, felt different than the ones that we did previous, our first, first um, virtual recordings. So I think there's definitely improvement in how we interact and kind of, I guess, the timing. One thing that, I think is almost a positive is that I can see all four <laughs> of your faces at once. I would absolutely yeah. change that like to be back in person, but it's cool because we, we have the microphones for our faces and it's like sitting in the round, but like I can see someone like queuing up or they're leaning towards their microphone. They have something to say. So that vantage I think is an advantage. I agree. That's probably something we should keep. There's a weird and, and, and different like visual component where like there's so much of recording remotely where we're sort of stepping on each other's toes and going, oh, no, wait, you go. Because we're all so quippy and fun that we with the lag of the Internet, we can sometimes step on each other's toes, so to speak. 
But that said, it is really nice to be able to see everybody's faces because that's it's true that that was not a given even at a recording table. It's true. And on top of that, we have this new yes, I agree. mix of characters that haven't had a lot of time to interact and, and figure each other out yet and how they vibe off of each other. Definitely. Quinn, you're muted. But I will go ahead and talk and take advantage of that. Um, another great benefit <laughs> to recording remotely. Um, although I will say, I don't know if it's just like my computer or my internet or what, but um, like the video lags a lot for me. And so a lot of times I just see, especially for like Elaine and Connor for some reason. So like, I'll just get like this freeze frame of you guys at oh. different points, but like I hear everything fine. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it's it's a very uh, comedic it has freeze been, frame. It has been rather faces. enjoyable, and at times I have considered taking a <laughs> screenshot. <laughs> oh, do do we're yeah. we're not opposed. I, yeah, we make Connor and I are very expressive, <laughs> so I fully believe we make a lot of dumb things. It's it's pretty fun. It's a fun little element just for me, um, <laughs> and it is nice to not have to like deal with like commuting and stuff like that but yeah would yeah. would trade all yeah. of that to to be around a table and maybe this is good for us like when we come back to in-person recording so maybe we can figure out a different setup for the mic so that we can like you know be away from it and then be near it and then be away from it yeah see each other more fully and the other thing ali that i think you're kind of touching on is that i feel like because we are recording remote and because there are these lags and um this sort of less natural feeling setup not that having a, a large piece of recording equipment in your face feels particularly natural but i think that the longer we do this the more we're all going oh, I'm giving space or like even queuing someone up like, hey, Zemkov, did you want to comment on that? Or like, Kilon, what do you think? You know, like, I think we're all like, we're we're sort of like pitching softballs to each other in this way that's really nice and, and cooperative. Teamwork. Agreed. Um, and it's definitely fun. Like, I definitely think we're having fun with these characters and exploring stuff. I love the inadvertently sexual aspect to Zemkov that... <laughs> Yes, but that is like coming through loud. So and much clear. hilarity. It's so. I can't wait for Kilan and Zemkov to get together. Yeah. It's, I mean, A, it's really fun because you all are making good jokes that, to me at least, are not like, it doesn't feel weird. Like, it feels very fun and innocent in like the right way. But also, like, Paul's actual skill set is that he is attractive and charming. And it like so often failed. And then I made Zemkov <laughs> kind of like a wood plank of a person. And immediately, the first day, everybody was like, oh, he's hot. Uh, and it was, oh, like, sexy. it was just like, we're not attracted to his personality. You know, <laughs> exactly. It's Paul was way too we outspoken. To we like our people good looking and quiet. Oh, he's aloof. Wow. So oh, mysterious. Well, I think. I think what we're all responding to, like, 
like in our entire new cast, right? Like, because we like uh, I'm I'm the only person like doing a quote unquote original character, but I'm not original. Like I was not part of the original cast. Yeah. So like I think it's fair to say that this is like yeah, fuck me. Um, I think it's fair to say this is like an entirely new feeling, right? And like what I like about this new gang, which we touched on a little bit in the last converse, and when I was busy trying to correct Connor's, Connor was saying, "Oh, I don't think Zimkov was smart." And I was like feeling for that and trying to to help, but I I don't in retrospect think that was fair. Point being, I think everybody is like so fun and dynamic, and like when we're joking about like oh Zemka's really hot and like I'm really into you, would you be willing to like? Can I? pay you to go on a date with me like all of that is so (laughs) earnest and like well-meaning like nothing feels nasty in this new crew and i think that's really fun to get to just enjoy like oh who are you what is this you're really hot you know like that's fun i agree it's amazing to just be complimented for a few hours (laughs) (laughs) it's a good vibe i like it for us zimkov was like a I don't know, sort of aloof character, but also very direct. And Mm. Keelan is like also very direct and kind of speaks his mind. So I thought that's a very interesting dynamic, especially in a possible romantic way. So Mm. like, I couldn't wait to see how that would play out. But like I said, I think it leads to a lot of comedy and I think that's, funny and not only that quinn but i also feel that keelan and zipcop have this sort of overlap of like hey we're like kind of a straight laced soldier type and we're really like tell us where to be kind of energy you know like they're both just like we're here we're large we're taking up space uh point us in the right direction you know i see i don't know if justin had a hand in this when we were making the new people (laughs) but um i feel like all of our crutches for Zemkov, Keelan, and Anchi. Like they all align in a good way. Like Anchi is diminutive and like needs multiple hands to shoot a gun, but is super duper smart, super duper magic-y, like knows about the Imperium from day one. And then like we have our, our what's it called? Like our faults, our weaknesses. They all line up well, I think. Yeah, I, I think we have like a good diversity of of skill and but of a large like similarity in terms of um personality like i i think and feel anyone feel free to correct me if if you feel i'm speaking out of turn but i think it's true to say for leela and zemkov and kilan and anshi like all of them have a certain not naivete but like a certain like oh yeah like i'm trying to do the right thingness mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. them um mm-hmm. that i think makes for like a really easy connection and and relationship between all of them and I think as a, like, I listened back to our episode. So as a listener, <laughs> um, as a listener, I think it makes it like a fun, a fun story to follow. That's me. Here's hoping. I definitely agree with that. Going off what Elaine just said, like, it's, it's like they all kind of see the good first. And I think the old crew, everybody kind of saw the... <laughs> <laughs> like always saw the negative in things first and so it's definitely the old crew needed therapy there was a lot of unresolved trauma with the old crew yeah. and yeah. and like this team is very much like the theme is like 
I'm new here. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Like in the um, world, hundred yes, percent. <laughs> I've never seen anything yeah. like this before. Everyone's, We're all like sheltered. Yeah. In a way. Everyone's like, "Yeah, what is this? What do you guys think?" Like, I love that. Like, that's the energy everyone's bringing. And like, I think something that I sort of felt about the old crew, which was you know a bunch of like really strong and interesting and layered characters, but I felt like so many people, like so many members of our past crew, were essentially like anti-heroes you know like that it was hard to find a commonality and like a gel like a a a thing in common and for the new crew for me the thing in common is like hey i'm new here can i can i belong like Mm. everybody's trying to figure out how to fit in and that's really nice i do think that bonds us yeah like both the old crew and the new crew are all from like island of misfit toys but like the old crew is from like the wrong side of the track of the island of misfit toys. <laughs> <laughs> They're from the other side of the glacier. Uh, like I always say, where they've a got bad like news bears. they've got chainsaws for arms. Bad news. Bears. <laughs> yeah. Bad news. Bears. Like in terms of the old crew, I, I think like they're the two big differences that that have already been touched on. But I'm gonna like I think like clarify or cement right here is that the old crew. You know, before episode one, they had all already met each other and worked with each other and decided that there were things that they didn't like about each other mm-hmm. already. <laughs> right. So they already kind of started off on bad foots with like, well, no one else is hiring me right now. So I guess I'm going to hang out with these jerks. Um, and the new crew, like they all they are all new, like they don't know each other. So it's like, hey, what's your deal? Can we be friends? I don't know. I'm going to find out. Um, and as far as like Anchi and Keelan and Zemkov, like. Um, Connor's question before about like, did I help to steer it this way? Um, no, I didn't. I'm I'm going to throw that back at the three of you, Quinn, Connor, and Allie, and say that that's just part of all of your innate abilities as actors to recognize these faults in these characters and really like run with them. Like um, for Anchi, like Anchi just is small and it is a thing that Raxalites have to hold pistols with both of their hands. They have to treat them mm-hmm. like two-handed weapons. And I think that Allie is just like smart and witty like enough to like run with that and be like, okay, well, this is her thing. I'm mm-hmm. going to take this weakness that is baked into the Raxalite like rules and I'm going to make that part of her character, uh, which she's done beautifully. I think for Zemkov, you know, part of your background, Connor, that you gave Zemkov is that he lives underground in Demalco. And, you know, what does that do? It's like... um a blast from the past, you know, when Brendan Fraser comes out and he's like, this is great, Sky! Huh, this is <laughs> great, the best coffee the in the world! Oh wow. my god, Zemkov is Brendan Fraser! Literally, that is the goal. You have We're no all idea trying to fuck what him. I'm thinking about. Brendan. I will talk about The Mummy circa 1999 all day that long. That was I'll literally the, the pictures I looked up. Okay. Sorry, continue. There you go. Love it. And, you know, you could say, like, from the mummy, that's like a Billy Bronson type (laughs) character, too. Um, But, and then for Keelan, I think, you know, um, Quinn knew that Keelan's background was as a soldier. And when you're a soldier, you get direct orders. You you do things directly. You're just direct with people. There's no reason to hide anything. So now I think Keelan is like, oh, should I not have said that? I'm just, I'm just (laughs) speaking my mind, you know, like, like Quinn said. Yeah. That's like my yeah. It's it's fun to see how, 
Yeah, it's fun to see how each of these characters is both really specific in their individuality, but makes a lot of sense in the group context where they're all going, oh, how do I fit? Like, oh, I just said what was on my mind. Should I have said what was on my mind? Like, it's uh, it, it's a lot of fun to watch that dynamic for everybody. Totally agree with that. You were always so on my mind. No. <laughs> <laughs> that song always reminds me a of practical singing magic. Today. Yes. Yes, it is a lot of singing today. So I want to talk about the vault. <laughs> like we finally we got to the vault. You know, what are our thoughts on the vault, the puzzles, um, the choices that were made? Did the vault go the way you envisioned? I have to say it didn't go quite the way I envisioned it, but I thought it was really cool. Can you kick us off what you thought your vision was? Or not what you thought kinda, what your vision was. <laughs> I thought, well, first of all, I thought the, the the vault would be a very long process. And it was shorter than I thought it would be. And I also thought that there would be more, how can I put it, a lot more, like, smaller adversaries. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, I'm happy that <laughs> we didn't have, like, a, a, a back room of the casino situation because that's what I was like thinking that we're gonna like be swarmed, oh, people are gonna get fucked up, and the, and so like that didn't happen. But like I think what we did, especially what we found out in the vault, I thought that was like really cool, and I, I have no complaints at all. I'm actually very happy with it. But I was wondering like, did anybody else have any different? You know, go into this with like an idea of what they thought it would be, and it was different, or was it whatever? Elaine. I was surprised by almost like I hate to jinx this and I don't want to like give Justin ammo, but I was surprised by like how quote unquote easy the vault felt in the sense of like I was really ready for there to be some kind of major boss fight. And yes, we had the Drake, but like we handled that like pretty uh you know, we had that fight pretty in hand. Um, and then to have like more of a mystery, I think my brain was like, oh, like we're going to get something kind of solved in, in the vault. Like we're going to have, we're going to pick up the weapon to, to beat Lanark or whatever it was. And like, I think it makes way more sense for it to, to be more of a journey and, and less hard of an answer than that. Um, but I was like, this is this is the this is step one, and then step two is make Lanark eat dirt. <laughs> there was more Indiana Jones, less brawl. Yeah, exactly. I'm so glad that Billy What's His Face never turned up because Lula was <laughs> not going to have anything to do with him. What about you, uh, Allie? Um, yeah, I definitely. I feel like I was like bracing for uh, something more devastating than. What we what we did like when it was Perfect over, word. I was kind of had that like I was like that felt too easy, like it almost felt like a trap somehow. I was like, like I wasn't really sure that we you were have PTSD. Done. Yes, <laughs> I have P. I have P PTSD. Yeah, and I also <laughs> and also Ali. I don't know if you thought this, but I was just like, wait. So what do we do with this? Like I was waiting. Like I was like, what's the next step? Like I was waiting for a Justin, a Justin twist. Yes, definitely very much. You have quite a reputation, Justin. Sometimes the best twist is no twist at all. Ooh, write that down. Boo, boo. Write that down, <laughs> what about you, Connor? <laughs> 
I think with the length, we were sort of like reaching towards that season finale goal. So I do think that was part of it. Um, but the only other tabletop dungeon like this that I've played, Justin has also run. It was years ago. And those puzzles were, it was the first time I'd ever done it. And those puzzles were super hard. It was like math and this like mirror trap with rope. Ew. Um, but that's my favorite. No, it was great. <laughs> that's my favorite part of the game. Like the combat's fun and the conversation is fun. But my top two favorite are like just like shooting shit with all of the characters and then puzzles. Um, Because you get to like use your skills. Yeah, I hear like, that. I never use my magic. Or like I don't think I've ever used one of Paul's skills, which is like my fault as a player. But it only it occurs to me more outside of combat because I'm like, oh, like talking to the dead thing or like Anchi detects magic. I never think to detect magic out in combat, which I guess you don't need to. But you definitely don't need to. But like I, I agree with you that it feels like more um, exploratory mm. of the world. Um, I think, and I think like the the other half is getting to know your fellow, you know, your teammates better, the characters, that like how they would approach better. the problem. Yeah, and I also think it just like it just triggers that part of my brain where I'm like, I love reading a good like Agatha Christie. No, you know, like you, when you guys watch like a, a detective story and you're you're trying to you're like, oh man, I bet he's the one who you know you're trying to predict the turns as they happen. That's what it feels like to to be in a vault. Yeah, I realized I had something that I wanted to talk about uh, in the converse, but then immediately forgot what it was. But I said it earlier. That I wanted to, but I don't. Okay, well, while you remember, we'll loop 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 back around. We'll circle back. How about you tell us what you were thinking in the creation of this vault? So the um, uh, you know, I'll go ahead and tell everybody the vault originally was longer, but as we were getting into it, I realized, you know, for our regular time that we allot for recording, I was like, we're not going to get through this vault soon enough. Um, so I actually had to skip like a, a good bit of stuff, which is okay. Um, because you know, I don't want to, I don't want to keep anybody, but, and we were having fun. It all, it all worked out. Um, but the fight at the end with the, the Drake, the dragon, um, it, that actually went a lot faster than I thought it would. And it was a lot, I, yeah, there's this whole thing. There's this whole science and math behind like the challenge rating of monsters that they print in these books. So this one should have been like a medium uh, challenge for you guys like yeah not not too easy but also like not too hard um and you guys just did really well on your damage rolls and like took him down pretty quick i was i was very impressed season finale stuff it was our first dungeon That's that right. makes me feel good because <laughs> because of the number of times that justin you know fucks up our plans like we're like oh it's gonna be so cool we want to do this and justin's like ah no you didn't roll high enough um and i'm giving you a hard time justin because i understand that there has to be reality and that you control the base reality uh it makes me feel good that we messed up justin's plans i remembered <laughs> what it was that i wanted to talk about unless anyone wants to build off of what justin just no, said. no go for it go for it okay I came up with this really special pitch. I thought for how we were going to wake Paul up like a week ago, and I and and I I thought it was really smart, and I wanted to tell you guys about it because I think in the story, I mean, Paul waking up when he 
just has comes at a very specific moment. But okay. So you know how in the past couple episodes when we were doing the funeral and we were all really sad uh, that Leela kept getting whiskey from the bar cart and finding it around the Terrapin, a whiskey that was labeled for emergencies only. Yes, I do remember you stealing my liquor. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so uh, I had this whole idea that as Leela conducted her little searches and she would find either on the bar cart or in one of Paul's other hidey holes, like a mysterious liquid labeled for actual emergencies um, and that it would be sort of like a like a weird, like maybe a purple color. Like it was just like something that you were like, oh, this doesn't look right. And Leela would take a slug of it to try to figure out what it was and that would establish a psychic link with Paul and and we would wake wake him up from there but that was my whole Well we haven't gotten to to Paul waking up yet but we'll have to um circle back to that <laughs> We <laughs> um, we have, we have. He yeah, just but we we hadn't gotten that in the order of the converse yet. Oh, so okay. Elaine was right, was anxious right, to tell us right. her um idea. So I guess we might as well talk about <laughs> how do we feel about Janice slash Paul awakening. <laughs> you can just stop the sentence that Elaine was anxious. <laughs> I, can say, I, I knew that Paul. I knew Janice slash Paul would be back, but I had no idea when or how. So I was thoroughly surprised. It was the last thing yeah, that I was thinking me was too. going to happen in this episode. Connor was not consulted. Not in the slightest, um, which nope. is fine and great because then I get to enjoy it too. I did not think Janice would wake up now. It's very exciting for me and I hope everyone else. I need to go back and listen to some recordings. I thought it was going to be, we were going to get like a like a villain scene. I thought that's what the water drops were going to be. Like, oh, they... Uh, yeah, I thought maybe it would be like a villain coming back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I thought we were going to get more of that frog. <laughs> justin can i justin can i spill the beans about my original casting as it would have been as we originally discussed originally uh i was supposed to come on and guest on the table verse and then after i guested a couple times i was gonna go away for a few episodes and then come back to guest and the whole idea was that i would trick you guys into thinking that i was gonna like reprise my role as leela but actually i would play uh celia and do the like villainous english accent and be be a big a big bad and I loved that plan with Justin and like held on to this. It's been like at least three years since we came up with this. A year and a half. But maybe. I three's a lot. I love three, that. Three's a lot. I actually lot. love that. And I think that I am proof that we can do multiple people. Yeah. So Quinn is proof, Connor is proof, Ali and we uh, all of us are proof that have I mean at the same time here. Justin is proof every time he does the next people inside Paul. I'm I'm saying I would truthfully, truthfully, I would love to be a villain at some point down the line, but uh I think it is not gonna happen anytime. Well, I just said it's not so I think that to Justin. Especially now that we know about Thanks. that, no. I don't think this is going to happen, but I pitched to Justin that Paul could come back and be a villain. Like he went crazier or something when he was in a coma, but that was kindly knowed. Crazier. Well, I I can, I can see that working out. 
Well, everybody just wants to be a villain. I never thought about being a villain personally, but I, I mean, I guess I could. I wanted to ask, though, how does everybody feel about the reveal of the yellow orb and Akvan? Personally, I'm freaking out. I am so like I didn't I didn't think that I guess I didn't think that it was the only one. Like it makes sense to me that there's more than one, but I was like, whoa, we're so close to one. Um, and that it's so similar in the sense of like it gives the serpent dreams, uh, and it uses the same word to be activated. But it works uh, differently. I don't know. I'm I'm very excited to see if we it does work. It has a different yeah. power, uh, but I'm excited to see how it plays out for us. What about you, Allie? Yeah, I was really surprised by the different how it was different magic, which I assume comes from it being like a different color. The colors seem to be important. The original one's red, right? With the magic that was green. Was it? I green. can't remember. It's, yeah, okay, it's green. green. I'm colorblind, so maybe the next one is red. Yeah, the planet that the coordinates are pointing to. Ah, it's like like the yellow one like the magic seems to it's time and then the green one seems to be space Mm -hmm. right because like the different dimensions Mm -hmm. so I'm just trying to think of like what the third like aspect of the orb of the third orb will be I don't know Paul's coming back maybe it's mind oh that'd be nifty yeah, I have no idea. I'm worried about these game layer. Yeah. I'm wor- I mean, I guess in my mind, there's no way and like, okay, I, I'm I'm worried to say anything because Justin's listening <laughs> and he might use these uh words to, to screw me. Anything later. you say can and will uh, be used against you in the court of Justin. <laughs> correct. And that laugh, Justin, was not no. reassuring. <laughs> But uh, I will say, like, in my mind, they're, like I don't think the Gamlier are here in a present threat, but I, I feel that they've left behind artifacts that we need to, to deal with. And, and as we were kind of talking about earlier, like, the fact that there are two means there could be five, means there could be, I don't think there'd be as many as ten, uh, but I, I would say somewhere in the, well, certainly in the two to eight range, Let's, that's where my money lies. I mean, I'm worried because, correct me if I'm wrong, but A, I'm pretty sure the gambler just disappeared one day, which does not bode well. And B, <laughs> Zemkov's whole like journey thing involves finding 12 of something. So like, if there's 12 of these things roaming around, that that doesn't sit right with me either. That's insane. It, like, I want to bear them. I'm pretty sure Justin's not going to give anything away. Oh, just tell us. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I will say you should have an idea of how many there are, but you'll have to go back and listen to episode 52 to figure that out. Pencils out. Well, then I guess that's it. So I have to ask this question to everybody. What are you looking forward to in chapter two? Let's start with Allie. I'm looking forward to, I feel like a lot of like this, new crew it's like we met and now we're just like in it you know and um i'm looking forward to i guess getting to know each other as characters um on a deeper level and um you know just getting out of this vault which i think we still haven't done right are we technically still in the vault Mm -hmm. um and which also concerns me um 
especially, you know, hearkening back to the Aladdin references that were made in episode two, um, you know, getting out of the Cave of Wonders was, you know, the tricky part. <laughs> and like, especially considering how much was built up about how like nobody except for Billy Bronson has like ever yeah, no. survived in there makes me feel like we might have some traps Tell still ahead me, of us. Princess, so that's true. Did you last let your heart decide? She's Elaine's been in such a musical mood all evening. She's been regaling us with Disney classics. <laughs> Connor, what do you think? What are you looking forward to next chapter or next season or however you want to put it? Chapter? chapter. Okay, thank you. Um, I think really to piggyback on Allie, I thought that the vault, or at least the way I pitched it because I wanted to do it real bad, was like, let's take a break from the story. Let's go camping. So, like, I want to do, like, you know when they do, like, a spa episode? It's usually an anime that's, like, a zillion episodes long. <laughs> but they'll do an episode where, like, everybody just sort of hangs out. Or, like, at the end of a video game, right before the final fight, it's like, oh, you can mm-hmm. just, like, go to the farm with everybody. I would love to do something like that so you just get to talk and, like, do nothing and fix our stamina points or whatever. Helena brought it up when, when she guessed it. But it's a, a yes. beach episode. Like yes. Everybody goes to the beach and they just hang out for a day. I would love that. And then Zemkov has like a whole like world level crisis happening. So he should probably like hop on that. Mm-hmm. And I guess Paul might want to get some revenge at some point. A lot of to do's. Big to do list. But beach <laughs> episode is the top of it. Okay. Okay. And what about you, Elaine? Well, as we're discussing this beach episode, I'm thinking about the episode of Avatar where all the firebenders, I think, go literally exactly. go, to a beach they go to the beach and like yeah. talk about their trauma in their life. Uh, I'd love that for us. Maybe our version is like a s'mores episode. Everybody <laughs> has s'mores and then light a fire outside the terrace. I would love that. Um, I I look forward to more team bonding. Um, I look forward to understanding what this gauntlet is and. And how it is a tool against Lonak. I think I feel in my player guts that this is something for us to fight Lonak with, because that's kind of why we why we came to the vault in the first place. And I'm I'm hoping that it's like a not a fast resolution in the sense of um shallow, but a fast resolution in terms of as a player and as my character, I think we're really eager to like take Lonak on again or, or or take on rather the we promised to fix the planet we promised to fix the spire and I think it will sit that like undone task will will sit in Leela's heart if she doesn't get it done let's see and for me I guess I have two two um, goals or what I want I think one would be of course revenge Kobach will want revenge. Yes! Or avenging um, <laughs> those who have fallen and probably make out whatever mess his family is going through and figure out what mm-hmm. his place is going to be on the Terrapin going forward. I'm interested to see how that's going to go, how he's going to get through all this. And Keelan, well, he has a sister to look for. He has leads to follow. And, you know, it's been kind of a lonely road. Maybe he wants to, like, Find a way to make that different. Um. <laughs> and and Kobach wants to smooch Valanth. Let's, Let's not, forget, not forget. I about forget Valanth. about Valanth often. Is Valanth alive? Farouk. We have no idea. 
is Farouk alive? We don't know. If we get to a specific uh, tier on our Patreon, we'll be able to fund the side series. Mm-hmm. Justin, you want to speak to that? Yeah, so we have the microphone, a Patreon. Yes, I will. I am. Thank you. Thank you for that, Allie. <laughs> Ten Thank experience you, for you, Allie. Honest, you take like you that. always do. Yes. Right that reminds me, Kobuk better get a lot of experience oh, after what a, he went through. Yeah, we have had no points. I, I need more. <laughs> and that there's <laughs> and I need more. Uh, there's a reason for that. And we actually I actually need everyone's opinion on this. Um so does everyone want to keep going with experience points, or would everyone like to instead transition to like a milestone level? What's easier? System? What do you what do you mean? So a milestone would be like once, you know, I feel that you have passed a significant point in the story or whatever, that I would say, okay, and everybody levels up, boom. And then there's no experience to keep track of or anything like that. Would Does everybody like keeping track of their experience? Does everybody like getting the bonuses for things? Like how, how would everybody feel about that? I love getting the bonuses, but that's just because I'm insane. And the milestones feel... Because like what we're doing, I know is an actual play and everything, but I feel like the milestones sort of go with our like seasons vibe. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Well, and it's just one less thing for everybody to keep track of. That's why I said yes. Um. <laughs> it, is, it is so fun though when I you know. get points, you know. <laughs> well, it I could love, be like whose line points? Yeah, if, could we yeah. could we develop some sort of system where Justin goes like, "Hey, gold star," you Something. know, like like just like a plus <laughs> one. I don't know. It, it feels we're like all... <laughs> getting house points in Harry Potter. That's and, exactly uh, it, Allie. Is that we're all comedians and we're all so hungry for anyone's approval that we all are really reticent to give up this. I will hundred percent take stars <laughs> of any color. Yeah, if Justin's just like, oh, Gryffindor gets 10 points. I mean, Mm-mm. we don't need to be in the Harry Potter world. None of that. But, uh, we don't. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, like, but like essentially, I'm trying to say, like, uh, not that it counts directly to, re- to your well-being, but yeah. Justin, gives you a, Justin gives you a rainbow. Maybe, so, like, maybe what we could do to, like, keep the bonuses is maybe we could have everyone... Like in the Discord, like pick a character and then like that is their house, like the Hogwarts house, you know? And so that every time like I want Allie nothing gets, to like, do with Hogwarts. I'm gonna say that right now. But keep going oh with gosh. your life. Your life. Your I'm with you. Come off it. It's an nope. it's an example. Deal with it. It's an example. <laughs> you I said will accept it as an example. Triggered. I'm accepting it as an example. I will hear the rest of your Okay, well, now that I have the floor from the representative, okay, thank you. Um, so maybe that would be a fun thing that in, to do in the Discord. So, like, if uh, it could be like a little meta game, you know? So, like, if, if Allie gets points, then like House Anchi is like, oh, yeah, go House Anchi. And then like House Zimkov or whatever, you know? What See I mean? that? I Obsessed. love Let's do that. I like very into that. Mm-hmm. And Love then it's it. also on the on the listeners to keep track because we cannot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you much. bastards also have to keep track of it. If you want us <laughs> to win, you better log the points. And so maybe then there's like ways that listeners could contribute to points in the Discord. That'd be cool too. 
Yeah, I would like um, it'd be awesome if like listener like and this this shouldn't count for anything. It shouldn't count towards our experience in the real game. But if listeners were like, oh man, this line, you know, like that'd be really fun if they were like this like uh, uh, best line of the game. Not that I not that we're yeah. trying to be in competition with each other, but it'd be fun to see like what resonated with people. Or they could petition and be like, you know, uh, Leela had this great line and uh, she didn't get points for it. Uh, so we think that she should get points for it. Yeah. Put anyway. Put the work on them. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Put the work on the listeners. Um, and to answer the Patreon Whom we questions, love, we have launched. We love the listeners. We love the listeners, and we especially love our lovely patrons, Ooh, uh, patrons. whose names. Yeah, whose names you've been hearing at the beginning of all these episodes, because that's one of the perks of being a patron on the Tableverse Patreon. Um, so yeah, one of our goals, uh, we're halfway to our first goal, which is to break even. Which which means, to be fair, which means like we're paying for all of the hosting services that we use. So the Riverside subscription that we use to record remotely, all of the hosting subscriptions that we pay to have our our podcasts available on whether you listen to us on overcast.fm or itunes or whatever that's uh that's what we're editing softwares that we pay for um there are also like uh, the sound effects that we use in all of our episodes that comes from a subscription service um like there's a lot of different costs that go into um, all these things um so we very much appreciate and also when we hit our first goal we'll be able to actually start producing transcripts of all of our episodes for anyone that is hearing impaired um that's something that's very important to all of us to, to be able to give that to that community. That would be amazing. So we're halfway to that goal, and that's very exciting. So thank you to all of our wonderful, wonderful patrons on Patreon. Woo-hoo. Yes, thank our you. Second, our second goal, 250 if we get to $250 a month, then we will be able to produce a uh, side, like, mini spinoff series that follows the adventure of Valanth and Farouk and what's been happening, you know, in the meanwhile, at Hexton University. Ooh, I'm interested to know. That's I'm interested that would to be know. Really exciting. There's a slight possibility that if we could do that, that I would get to GM that game. Ooh, that is also a possibility. Mm-hmm. Okay. But one thing that's for certain about that miniseries is that we will have the wonderful Jennifer Rocamp back to reprise her role as Valanth Dujour. Oh, Dujour. We love the first guest star, the original. Back to basics. And composer of all the original music that you hear on the Tableverse podcast. Love her. Love it. Love to see Well, you might. Kobach might love her. Perhaps. We shall find out. We will find out. So I wanted us to take time, speaking of our listeners, to answer some of the questions yes, that they please. left on the Table Converse Discord. Very and very exciting. So the first couple of questions are from Tomite, who wants to know which Buffy characters could we build as Starfinder characters? I'm, I'm going to go first. I already have my answer. <laughs> I have my answer, too. So you go first, Justin, and I'll go. And everybody, I hope everybody's pissed. Yeah, so mad. Um, I could build uh, Adam. Oh, <gasps> oh, a great <laughs> villain pull. How are you gonna do it, Justin? Oh shit! I guess yeah, like that class part. and race. Yeah, um, dummy. Well, he is a cyborg, so he would have to be like, oh geez, there. Ha- so he'd have to be like an android, and maybe a soldier. Definitely, he'd have to be a soldier because he's a big 
a buff guy. I mean, that's how he's like a bruiser in the show. Um, and then, yeah, there you go. Android soldier. That's how I do it. Love it. I, of course, would stick with mysticism and just do Willow. I mean. Love a Willow. Why not? So what class would she be? Uh, I think I would make her. Hmm. Well, there's lots to do as a mystic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I like playing with it, but that's just selfish. I didn't really get a chance to think about that. I was just thinking that she would be a um, Kasatha and she would be a mystic. I didn't think any further than that. There is. It's not like, it's not an official class from Paizo, but um, I'm pretty sure it was Owen Casey Stevens that made a witch class for Starfinder. Mm. Um, That's like a third party product. I think I have seen that. Love it. Connor, you usually play either Drusilla or Anya or Riley. Do you want to take any of those? I don't because I want to rep one of my favorite characters who everybody hates and I don't understand it. But Kennedy is one of my uh. favorite all-time characters of Buffy. <laughs> and I think that she would be a Lashenta operative. Um <laughs> Do you see yeah. any correlation between your original character being Alishanta? <laughs> oh, I guess they were an yeah, point, point. but uh, but very similar, but very similar. I view Kennedy as pretty close to like Aurelia, Aurelia Ambois. Elaine. So in the show Improvised Buffy, I usually play Buffy. Uh, so that's who I'm going to speak to today. Um, I feel it. I feel strongly that Buffy should remain a human. And I know that's like a lame class in Starfinder, but there's something like very poignant, I think, about Buffy remaining a human um, because she brings such humanness to her situations. But I think she'd be really augmented. And I think like it wouldn't be robotic augmented but i think it might be like mystical augmented so i and i think she'd probably be a human soldier like because she's so kick-ass and like such a like can really take people down in a fight that's my feeling and Allie, i don't know i think i don't have um (laughs) do you have a life instead of rewatching buffy 20 years later (laughs) <laughs> like I have watched I, I love Buffy but oh, I don't okay. um, I feel like I don't have enough of a command of um, either Buffy or Starfinder <laughs> I was gonna say Willow and then um, you know that was taken so I'm just gonna throw out I don't know I have no don't ask me why um my just gut was just Cordelia as a Lashenta. Um, beyond that, I don't know. Correct. Yes. <laughs> okay, I can see that. Maybe an operative. Definitely, I, I think she'd that. be a Lashenta envoy, envoy. Envoy, yeah. Yeah. I get a very like. My second choice was going to be Faith. Mm. Icon. Love some Faith. Love Faith. Uh, well, then there's a, there's a different. Da- we could definitely we could spend like hours talking about where Buffy we characters could. align in their in their like neutral good or or chaotic like that the the D and D spread. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. we definitely the alignment could. charts, but not so, tonight. <clears throat> not tonight. <laughs> Do you have other questions? So another question yes. from Tomai is <laughs> yes, is what is Zimkov's workout routine? Is very simple, was mostly just soldier training, and then oftentimes is streets are closed. So you have to move the rocks 
that have collapsed on top of somebody's dog or something. Uh, so you just build up your core strength there. And then, of course, I was given these magical powers. So that helps. Okay. I hope that answered Tom I question. And lots of green veggies, low sugar. Now, do what makes you feel good. <laughs> Fuck it. I know this isn't a real question, but like the world is ending. Stay healthy. Do good. Okay. Stay healthy. So Grumpus has a question. Some people want to play human or near human in fantasy settings to project themselves into the setting. Others prefer to play decidedly non-human to immerse themselves in the alienness of the world. Where do you put yourselves on that spectrum? It's mm. a great good question. question. Justin, you want to answer? Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> I actually have an answer. Um, I prefer to lean into the alienness of it so that I can uh, project the setting onto myself, if that's the wording of the question. I don't want to play a human hardly ever. <laughs> I have played humans in the past. And then I'm like, oh, man, I should have been an elf. That seems so much cooler. Because I feel like, yeah, it's just so easy to play a human because I'm like, I am a human. But, like, that's the part of the fun of, of like, role-playing is, is pretending to be somebody else and, and you put yourself in somebody else's shoes. And so that's why it's fun to, like, play a Kasatha who has four arms. I don't have four arms. What would I do with these extra arms, you know? Yeah, I, I think I, I agree with that in some ways. But I like to play not... Uh, human, but like in a very human way. Mm -hmm. Connor, Allie. I know I like to. Um, <laughs> I think like making up humans is fun. Like characters is fun. So I would much rather like visit a world as almost like a tourist. So I always play something that's closer to human. I think Zemkov is the furthest thing that I've played from a human, and it's just because he has like a skin tone that doesn't exist on Earth. I love like going into the world and seeing how things work there, but I sort of want to know the rules of my body. And then, you know, you add a little wormling gland and everything gets a little spicy. Yeah. You know, I feel like with, especially with like Anchi, I took her in a less human direction, um, even more so than, <laughs> than Quib was. So I guess the latter is uh, what I would say. And yeah, like I've definitely considered like, being a human when I was creating my new character and I don't know it I think that there could be interesting challenges to being a human in this world but then it's like ah fuck that I have to be a human every single day of my life and it sucks <laughs> <laughs> all I want is to not be human <laughs> I hate it so yeah I'm inclined I'm inclined to go the other way heard what about you Elaine yeah I think this builds off of what each of you has said that I think that I think that the further we take ourselves away from like a human character the more human we have to portray it because that's all we know to be very philosophical <laughs> um but i think that even even if you're like okay i'm i'm part robot or i'm a lizard i'm a, this giant lizard creature or i'm this i'm this alien who can you know read people's thoughts or i'm a small alien who you know ha has all these appendages that are not uh, that are mechanical you know any of that there's still an underlying portion that is uh based in storytelling and and based in things that make sense to all of us in the sense of like motivations and and history 
so uh, even if I'm making like I'd rather be an alien actually that is very far from human and still give it really human traits, which I think Quinn is exactly what you said a few minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, that is how I like to roll. So our next question would be from. Oh, Jason. hold on, but sorry, sorry. Before we move on, we have to say hello to Grumpus's daughter that might be listening to this. <gasps> hello, hello, Grumpus's hello, daughter. Grumpus. You're Grumpus's you're child. You're a youth, a youth, a, a youngin. How do you do, fellow youth? <laughs> a baby. <laughs> Grumpus, it's me, uh, Evan according, Hansen. According, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, according to Grumpus, um, his daughter just started listening oh, to boy. the podcast Hello. from the beginning. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thinks that. Thinks Naturally. that Quib is hilarious. Love that. And laughed <laughs> laughed the hardest at Nora with a fat ass. <laughs> well, she does she does have a large, a large derriere, a as large we say in French. Posterior. There, all right, Grumpus Jr., this is this is for you in future. If you can get your dad to to tell us some kind of shout out in the Discord, we'd we'd be happy to give you a personal shout out. Just tell us what you would like us to utter and you can you can puppet our voices that away. You can do it, Grumpus Jr. <laughs> Go get him, Tiger. We're so proud well, of you. We believe in you. Munchkin. <laughs> I love I love we, that this kid is listening to this. That is Do we know how old she is? Suddenly I'm like, oh man. That's what oh, okay. she's twelve. Uh, <laughs> she's twelve. She's twelve. I will say that like my dad so my dad, who's, you know, uh almost seventy at this point, listens to this podcast and he gives me shit for like anytime I curse, anytime I say something that he's like, uh, why'd you have to say that? Why'd you have to say that? Never been embarrassed about it. I am now embarrassed to learn that a 12-year-old has been listening to my voice. I, the 12-year-old knows every you, word I, you've I said. I teach a lot of 12-year-olds. Yeah. I oh, yeah. I, I've, taught, I've taught them some things. Y'all have taught me some and, things. And no, I, I promise you. <laughs> Please, Connor. Connor's a foul. They're hearing mouth. worse <laughs> in the hallways. <laughs> 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 all right, all right. Quinn, you had another question. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> we have another question from Jason who asks, what kind of earth bear would you want to be? Uh, relates to if you were an uplifted bear. Would you be a grizzly, a black bear, a panda bear, polar bear, koala bear, teddy bear, etc.? Love this question. I, Thank you, Jason. I love, I love it, too. I'm going to say grizzly just because I already kind of look <laughs> like one. So... <laughs> I feel connected to it. I am the bear in the big blue house. Oh, I'm claiming panda before anyone else takes it. I'm not going to be willowed again. Well, koalas technically aren't bears, so. Oh, good to know. They're marsupials. Well, the panda goes. Sorry, because oh, um, because they are adorable and they eat a lot and um. They actually, so contrary to popular belief, everybody thinks they're like, oh, pandas don't fuck. Um, but it's it's about the <laughs> captivity. So it's like when you put can- pandas in captivity, like they don't, I don't know, something happens with like their sex drive. So they yearn to be free. And I relate to oh. that. Mm. I'm really concerned about this story, Ellie, because she's engaged now and I'm worried about her being <laughs> in captivity. No, I just love pandas. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. And also, pandas are great. like, pandas are like the star attraction to any zoo when they're at one. And it's I true. also, that also true. speaks to me. True. <laughs> yeah. I hear that. <laughs> Always the highlight of my day. That tracks. So what about you, Connor? Uh, I would be a boo-boo bear. What? What is what? What is a boo boo bear? Nephew to boo-boo. Yugi. No, um, I, I... <laughs> <laughs> nephew to one Yoga Severus. That's his boyfriend. That's his nephew. I mean, I'll take either. <laughs> oh my god! You got. Yeah, I would love to be like a cartoon. Wow. That would be great. But if that was not a choice, to answer Jason, friend of the show's question. I think polar bears, because they swim, any bear that swims a lot. And I think polar bears swim a lot. And mm-hmm. well, they all swim. They, they all swim. They could all okay. swim. Like, well, all then I'll, swim. maybe not the cold. I'll go last because I just want to swim and eat fish. No, I think polar bear is great. That's a good answer. Yeah, polar bear is fine. I was just, it also the fact fits. That they all swim. It also fits in the Connor Gallagher like personal color scheme Boring. of like white, blue, and black. <laughs> white, blue, black, and red are the only colors that Connor ever wears. Ever, know ever, your tones, ever. folks. <laughs> He's That's a winter. True. He's a winter. What about you, Elaine? Okay, so this is. Hmm, I'm asking for an exception, and the reason I'm asking for an exception is because. I'm a special. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but Jason did indicate that koalas were part of this question, which, as Ali noted, are not bears. Mm. They're marsupials. So I'm, I'm begging um, marsupial, like, uh, get out of jail free card. Denied. Fuck you. <laughs> this State animal? your reason. Do not pass. Go. <laughs> Okay. Do not collect. I would. I would like dollars. everyone, including the folks listening at home, to Google the following animal: Q, as in queen. You homework. Yes. Fuck off. Listen, listen to the spelling. Q, as in queen. U, as in utopia. O, as in Onassis. <laughs> K, K, as in Kiwi, oh. Kiwi. A. It's a quokka. A as in apple. It's a quokka. It's the cutest motherfucking animal on the planet. It's like a tiny, it's like if a cat and a kangaroo and a hamster had a baby. Like it's like the size of a cat in the shape of a kangaroo with the face of a hamster. Uh, I'm not into it. And their conservation status is vulnerable. (laughs) So look why you can, kids. <laughs> they're so fucking cute. They have a pouch. They're like, they're literally a cat shaped, like a cat sized, but like shaped in a in a curb because they hop like a kangaroo. And they got a pouch. They smile in people's selfie. They're the cutest fucking animals. I'm obsessed. I'm a quaka. Thank you for listening to my case. We'll allow it. <laughs> Thank you, Quinn. You really, really held us hostage there. Mm-hmm. I know. What about you, uh, Justin? Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, I'm not going to ask for an exception. I'm going to take one. Asshole, um, go right. fuck yourself. <laughs> like, give me shit for, like, politely pleading my case in front of the... the. Yeah, but then you gave us homework and you made us type things. Because I wanted Sustained. you to understand how much love could Sustained. be in your life. <laughs> Quinn, Look, I don't want to talk to you right now. 
<laughs> it has been sustained. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Judge Quinn. Um, I would be an owl bear from Dungeons and Dragons because they're awesome. No one cares Ooh. about you. Get the fuck out of here. Okay, that's why it was sustained. Okay. Uh, Honorable Judge Quinn, she's in contempt of um, Converse Honorable Court. Honorable Judge Quinn, I picked an actual existing animal on the planet Earth as per the question. Objection, objection, objection your objection, honor, your contempt honor. of court. If you don't objection, get your white asses your away from my bitch. <laughs> <laughs> objection, your honor, Quaka's not a bear. <laughs> objection, well, your honor, owl bears don't fucking exist, you dumb fuck. Neither do teddy objection, bears, but they honor. said etc. Et so any kind I feel of like bear. This question was asked in good faith honor. and is not meant to lead us here. And it just no. Jason it, is it loving every place. minute of this. Okay. Objection, but your honor. It Al makes bear me nervous. Has bear in the name. Can and we that makes Justin? it acceptable. <laughs> okay, this makes me scared for the next question because there's a follow up question to Jason's from Grumpus, which asks, "What breed of vodka?" Would we be husky, Great Dane, pug? I feel like this could get just as off the rails. I All feel right, like I promise, Elaine is going to suggest no, some no, kind of I, large. No, I promise. I promise to answer this question in good faith. Okay. And just so everybody is aware, Vlaka are like uh, dog people. Mm-hmm. We're going to start with Allie. So, what kind of dog would I be? This is the question. Basically, yeah. Dog person. I mean, I. This is easy. I would be a Pomeranian. <laughs> Why Pomeranian? Okay, so Pomeranians, they are very sociable and also they think that they're bigger than they mm-hmm. are. Um which I think is <laughs> is an important part. And um that's why they are they can be kind of aggressive and you can be like, Why the fuck is this little poof making all this big noise? And it's because they don't realize that they are just a little poof. And I also do not realize that I am just a little poof in the world. <laughs> I make all this big noise. Perfect. And also, like, they're Absolutely fragile because their legs are so small, so like they can easily um, hurt themselves. <laughs> oh, they man. they have hip yeah. issues too, right? I think a lot of dogs that have been bred out of their natural size tend to have issues. Yeah, humans have really done a number on dogs. Justin and uh, Elaine, you are going last because of your behavior. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna cut to Connor. I literally have just been googling dog breeds. <laughs> the one, like you haven't been looking at dogs I your have, entire I life. I don't know what they are. It's a dog. What breed is it? Brown. All right. So Connor's a mutt. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Yes. I don't know. I think. I think Connor. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you. This is, I'm gonna tell you a quick story. I think Connor's a Saint Bernard. I thought Elaine was going last. <laughs> is Saint Bernard a, be- a Beethoven? State. Yes, yeah, it is a Beethoven. Okay, but 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 so they're the kind of dogs who like they used to like strap a little keg of whiskey to to send to people avalanche. <laughs> like they're these big, massive, strong dogs. So you're still bartending, avalanche. <laughs> and you're bartending. Just put me in hell. Dog tending. I think that I'm. I think I'm a mutt, and I probably am brown, with hopefully like some red highlights, maybe around the ears. Maybe you call me Flicker. You wish you were a redhead. So do you, Elaine. Um, as for me, I'm going to go with Great Dane because I'm used to people commenting on my size when I walk down the street and being unnerved. <laughs> being unnerved. <laughs> a Great Dane. People have full conversations about how big I am in front of me like I'm not there. Well, that's just like a dog. I don't love that. That's not cool. 
I don't love that. I don't love that. Old women do it all the time. Old black women, old Jewish women, and old Italian women are the death of me (laughs) on the streets. Wait, isn't Scooby-Doo a great Dane? Okay. He is. And I look like Scooby-Doo too. Thanks for bringing that up, Connor. I would love to be Scooby-Doo, but I know I'm just brown. (laughs) Oh, God, Scrappy. Um, Okay. Okay, Justin, what the fuck are you going to be? Justin, answers. I'm so glad you fucking asked. Uh, I'd be a Dalmatian. Cute but dumb. Inbred to the point of violence. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, inbred to the point of like not being. They have behavior problems. I thought he was going to say like a sheepdog. I'm assuming this is in a science fantasy setting where that might not be the case. Might. Might not be the case. Generally, yes. um, Might not be the case. With this dog breed, but in your case, no. No. That's cute. (laughs) Judge Quinn, how do we rule? How do we rule? We rule in favor. So it plays is Why the core. We respect your judgment. Because he likes attention. Because it was the first one I thought of. What? That's <laughs> <laughs> the first one I thought of. Uh, I love the truth. Elaine. No, that's why I'm the, that's why I'm the star. <laughs> <laughs> In some ways, you are the star of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say this particular breed that we had uh, growing up in my household is called a caisson. Actually, is a cousin to the Pomeranian, which explains why Allie and I keep designing the same characters. Um, so it's uh, it's like it's like a Pomeranian, but a medium sized dog, so like seventy to ninety pounds. Like as a like Pomeranian's like a lap dog in and this is like a medium yeah connor showing pictures in the in the camera but like it's i can't see in any of you instead of being golden it's like it's black and white fluffy and gray and silver but they're they're good dogs they're like bred to be barge dogs they bark a lot but they don't have a lot of fight in them but anyway they're real fluffy they're real cute we had one growing up his name was comet i'm a caisson and you want to be that because it's cute and fluffy because it's cute and fluffy and because i have a fond memory of it so i was like if i'm gonna be a dog i'm gonna i'm gonna do this in honor of of my doggy growing up okay how do we rate me judge quinn objection um, your honor that was a personal anecdote <laughs> it's not admissible as, as opposed to i want to be a dalmatian because that's the first dog i thought of i'm sorry that mine came with a touching personal story i think it's funny that you two ask quinn for permission <laughs> to answer the question <laughs> Justin and I have a combative relationship. (laughs) You're both headed to being in contempt. I'll tell you that much. Uh, So we have another question from Coves specifically for Connor. If Connor could choose his real height in real life, how tall or short would he choose? (laughs) I'm so curious what What spurred this on. Interesting (laughs) question. Mm-hmm. Real height I in guess real it's life. Like, <laughs> I don't. I like my height. You. I would choose the height I am. You definitely is? like your height. There's, there's a secret kind of person who's tall who loves being tall. I'm a tall person, but I I'm gonna spill the be- I'm gonna spill the beans. There are some heightists out there, and being around Connor, sometimes <laughs> I feel uncomfortable because you say certain things and you think it's okay because we're both tall. <laughs> And I'm going to call you out. If you get canceled, you get canceled. But I'm sorry. I'm going to call you out. As a vertically challenged American, I demand to know what these prejudices are. All right. The, the court, the court. Calls I can't. I'm, I'm presiding. I can't be a witness. 
question. <laughs> I am so curious what spurred this question. I recently found out that I'm an inch taller than I thought I was. This was very exciting news for me because I do love being tall. Um, it's true. My dad lied to the DMV about my height slash to us our whole lives. I think I've told this story. In what way? He told us our whole lives that he was 6'2", us being my brother and I, my brother and me. Yes. Uh, that he was 6'2", and then we went to the DMV, and I was, it was like for my learners, and I was 6'1", and I was taller than him, and the woman working was like, oh, and how tall are you? I find it weird they don't measure you, she just asked, and my dad leaned over the counter and said, 5'11". So on my learner's permit, I had the wrong height by like three inches. You never measured yourself? nothing ever happened. That's... Pardon? You never measured your Mm. own height? No, no, I knew I was six oh. one. My father like yelled and I did not correct, which is I guess telling. Um, <laughs> no, I love I love my height very much. And I do like all heights. Yeah, sure. All heights. He doesn't matters. see height. <laughs> I see it. It's just I have to look down sometimes. People who have a little insecurity about being shorter, well. There's people out there that you you should feel justified. I'm just going to leave it at that. There are times when Connor and I are supposed to hang out and I walk up to him and wave and he's just looking above my head. I need to know what Where is inspired this question. I don't know. You can follow. Like, do you all know? We have no context. We have okay, no context. I would love to know. We don't know. Ask him on Discord. Ask him on Discord. Hey, there you go. We have one question left from Nady P. Who asks if the the species you are playing right now didn't exist, which one would you have chosen for your current character? Love this question. And I have an answer. Am I always You can go first. first. You're not. I went. No, I made you go last last time. I have recently found out about this. God, I don't remember what the title of the alien is, but it's like a ditto alien. (laughs) So it's like it can like. If you it's looking at someone, it can like morph into being them, and it can also do this thing where if there's like a grate in the floor, it can like sloop down in the grating. And I just thought that was so cool that it's like it's a it's a mush person, it's a it's a goop person. That's who I would be. I'd be a human. No, <laughs> um, I probably I probably would be a human. But well, because just for some, if I was in Zemkov, one thing that did occur to me. Like Paul, I could be Paul and I would be a, an, um, gosh, it's not called a cerebellum. The thing that's just a floating brain that we killed in the casino. The contemplative. The contemplative. The contemplative. I think it'd be kind of fun to be like a mean jellyfish monster who's like really into knitting or something. I don't know. <laughs> the only other race I've played, like I've played Demai, Lashenta, and Half Elf. And Half Elf, I just started a multi-level marketing firm. Like... I like that aspect. I like humans. Humans are great. It's all we got. <laughs> Allie. I'm like trying to remember um, when I was like building my new characters, I was like really torn between a few different races. I don't know if Justin remembers, but I don't remember what they were now. Um, <laughs> so I'm like trying to remember and I cannot. So instead. I think you want it to be like the... Um... Yeah, what was the one that looked like like a like a dumb brontosaurus? That one, I don't know. I just I went by Ooh, like this look. one has wings. <laughs> I don't remember what it's called. Do you remember what it was called? But it, yeah, it did look like a dumb brontosaurus. I, and don't, I don't remember. remember a why. Formian? I don't know. I'm not. I don't know. I don't think I'm gonna remember. But so in light of 
that, I'm going to say Kasatha because they uh, remind me a little bit of the aliens from Signs, and that intrigues me. Uh, <laughs> oh. And uh, I terrifying yes, that they are very scary or like coneheads, I guess, if you want to go with a less terrifying um, <laughs> image. Uh, reference is the word I was trying to think of. There we go. Um, I think it'll be really fun to have four arms, but instead I have two tiny arms and some little robot arms. So that's cool too. I actually would have been a Demai. Mm. We're pretty cool. It was on my I could list. also be a Skittermander. Oh. <clears throat> What's a Skittermander? This little Jigglypuff looking motherfucker. Ooh. You like made fun of me arms. for wanting to be a Ditto, but you want to be a Jigglypuff. I think that's tracks. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> on that note, we're done. <laughs> well, but before we go, I never got to say what I was excited for. Oh, in chat. Please tell us what you're excited for. Let's bring it all home, Justin. Please. I'm really excited for all the um, in between chapter talks with all of you on uh, where you think your characters are going to go in chapter two. That's going to be a lot of fun to set all that up. Um, and I'm also excited for guest stars for chapter mm-hmm. two. I have a short list and I hope that everyone's able to do it because that would be awesome. But yeah, the different guest stars that I'm trying to line up for chapter two uh, should be pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Okay. That's- are these people, are we going to know about these beforehand or are they going to like pop up like a surprise in the chat? I think you'll, you'll know that they're going to be here because I'll tell you beforehand, like, hey, we're going to have another person joining us. But other than that, I don't know if you'll have any more. Yeah, that's what I thought. Very exciting. A big surprise. <laughs> love it. One more twist. <laughs> you love it. You love your twist. So that brings us to the end of this table converse. We'll All see right, you in yeah. chapter two. Woo! We'll see you in chapter two. We got renewed. <laughs> <laughs> and tell us in the Discord what you guys are excited about. So that's an exciting oh, yes. thing. Yes, please talk to, to us in the Discord. Get that quick. Yeah, we as as uh, noted um, through this converse and also our entire lives, um, we do enjoy the attention. So very much so. <laughs> and please continue to send us questions on the Discord that we will answer to our best ability. And more questions, questions are so great because it's stuff that like we would never. Th- like think to ask each other so it's yeah. like so wonderful to have like this sort of group think uh opportunity so yeah please keep sending those are very fun all right now y'all take care <laughs> bye. 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 welcome to the other side one question we've gotten since the release of the finale is how long do we have to wait for chapter two and my response to that is That is a very good question. And while I can't give you a definitive answer on that right now, what I can tell you is that Chapter 2 won't be released until it's ready for a weekly release schedule. It's very important to us that chapters have a consistent release schedule so that we can provide the best experience possible for you, the listeners. All you versers out there. In the meantime, I've started doing some homebrew Starfinder streams on our YouTube channel. You can subscribe to our channel or follow us on social media so you don't miss announcements for those streams. And that's a good time. I'm homebrewing stuff that you could use for your Starfinder games or that you might see appear in the Tableverse in the future. And we just hang out and talk about some of our favorite science fantasy franchises. 
It's a great way to hang out in between chapters, but if it's not quite your thing, you could also check out our Discord where we interact with listeners and talk about a lot of different subjects. Loki starts on Disney Plus tomorrow, so I'm sure we're going to be talking about that in the Discord. That'll be a lot of fun. And soon we're going to start hosting games there for the community, so that'll be fun too. Links for all of that will be in the show notes. Everything we do here at the Tableverse is made possible in part by listeners just like you. If you'd like to support the show, consider joining our Patreon. Patrons get to listen to new episodes before anyone else, and they get access to exclusive outtakes and deleted scenes from each episode, called Table Scraps. When Chapter 2 gets here, patrons will get those episodes a full week before anyone else. A link to our Patreon will also be in the show notes. The show is also brought to you by Bubbo Boutique operated by our very own Elaine Bledsoe. Elaine has handcrafted beautiful dice bags based on each of the original members of the crew of the Terrapin. Each bag is part of a set of six, and no more bags will ever be produced of these designs. These bags are high in quality and low in quantity, perfect for anyone who's a fan of the show and a collector. If you want to check that out, you can find the link in the show notes. Chapter 2 will be out when it's ready. Until then, remember, it is not in the stars to hold our destiny. It is in ourselves.